What's up my bandies? Welcome back to another episode of Happy Abandonment. I'm your host, Magdalia Bonilla. Let's start off by saying I'm going to be redoing the first episode. It's called Say My Name. I'm really not proud of it. I know that I can do that a whole lot better, so I'm just going to redo it. But let's normalize redoing stuff that we're not proud of instead of being embarrassed by it because I think that's really important. I have a serious question for you guys. It's detrimental to my knowledge and, you know, my curiosity or whatever the fuck I'm talking about. It's very important and I need somebody to respond. How do you think guys take shits? Do you think, like, obviously they're saying, I mean, are they sitting down? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I've seen some crazy ass bathrooms, not gonna lie, but like, do you guys like cup your balls and dick and like sit them in your lap so you're sitting like kind of with your legs together, thigh to thigh with your dick and balls in your lap? I really need to know. I asked my boyfriend that question. He was like, it's really ridiculous. That's a really ridiculous question. I don't think it's a ridiculous question. I think it's pretty, I think it's valid, right? Can anybody, can anybody agree with me on that? I don't think it's ridiculous. Like, how do you not get poop on your balls and your dick if they're like sagging between your legs? What if you take like a giant shit and you end up getting poop all over your ball sack? Like, going down on a guy and you see shit on his balls what do you do what do you what would you even do in that situation because I don't even know how I would begin to comprehend what's going on you know what I mean anyway another thing um I I guess I wouldn't know because I don't poop I don't take shits. Didn't you know that? Girls do not shit. We don't. And there's rumor going around saying, like, girls shit. It's not true. Definitely, definitely not true. We just, we just sit in the bathroom, you know, stare at ourselves for 10, 15 minutes. We don't poop. That's, that's a lie. That's a lot of shit. Just saying. Speaking of... I hate shaving my asshole. Does anybody else agree with me? First off, if you shave your asshole, welcome to the team. I can't fucking stand shaving my asshole. I hate squatting and like trying to angle the razor around my asshole to try and get all the hairs so that way I can like be in doggy style without these little patches of fucking hair poking out saying, here I am. Look at me, like, and then when it starts growing back, it's so itchy. It is so itchy. So, so itchy. I swear to God. Like, you have to sit in your chair and, like, wiggle around your, like, your butt or whatever to, like, at least attempt to try and itch it because you can't itch it. It's... You can't, it's, I'm pretty sure it's socially unacceptable. It might be socially acceptable, you know, to like pick a wedgie, but at least you hide yourself. There's no way you can itch your fucking asshole 
that is socially acceptable. I can't fucking stand shaving my butthole. Like, no. Speaking of assholes, I have this fucking teacher. Oh my god. I'm in college. I'm going for my business management degree. And I have this professor who, like, lives and breathes this class. She wants you to eat, sleep, breathe this fucking class in order to pass it. And it's so ridiculous. I, we're supposed to do this fucking project. And I have these team members, whatever. We're supposed to do, she wants us to do a draft. And then everyone in your team comments on the draft in this discussion, like, you do your own work, whatever the fuck. You comment on your draft, you know, she critiques it or gives it whatever, and then you do the final, let's do a couple days later. So you take, like, bits and pieces of the conversation or the draft that everyone did, like, individually, and you turn it into one full thing. So, I kind of slacked off. And I didn't do it, but in order to see everyone else's replies, you have to submit your own. So I, like, typed out a couple words or, like, a couple letters and in order to see somebody else's reply. Because, first off, I made a deal with my team that I was going to do the finals if they gave me the information to do the drafts. If they gave me the information to do the drafts, like basically copy their information, information, make it my own, I take care of the drafts. Or I take care of the finals if they took care of the drafts. Which is a good deal. Like, you give me the information, I put it together in the full sheet, and it's good to go. It's all pretty. You don't have to do anything else. Great deal. One of my teammates didn't fucking answer. The other one did. He answered pretty quickly. He was like, yeah, that's fine. But he didn't submit his until later, basically late, and this girl, like, just doesn't reply back to the group chat. So if you're in a fucking team assignment, don't just ignore people in your group. We got shit to do. So in order to see her reply and get mine done, I put a couple letters in there, I hit post reply, and the teacher kind of caught me, but at that point, I was, like, done with everything So, I submitted it. This fucking cunt gave me a list of questions that she wanted answered, or answered, like, that night. So, I had to sit there for, like, 10, 15, 20 minutes figuring out all the answers to her questions, and I was kind of a smartass about it, like, per my previous email, or per the previous email, that's how I was, like, forming this whole thing. And I was the only one she picked on. I was the only one she asked all these questions to. Like, she was trying to call me out without calling me out. I think that's so obnoxious. Like, this bitch needs a fucking hobby. She needs to get dicked down or her fucking pussy licked because she has too much time on her fucking hands to be on her students' asses. Like, I don't... If you're a fucking teacher who does this type of shit, please get a hobby. We got other shit to do. 
please, 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 I've, and this is an online class, I have had an amazing online class before, like the teacher did amazing. And I'm the type of person who gets confused very easily. So I need like structure. I need a step-by-step on how to do something because I ask a lot of questions and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. This, this woman is just a fucking asshole. No, she's a fucking bitch. Speaking of bitches, let's talk about my mother. Okay, let's get into it because that bitch is number one. Number fucking one. My elbow just popped. I don't know if you guys heard that. I hate when you fucking do something and your bones pop and you're like, fuck, this is it. This is like, this is my time. I'm dying. Like, I'm just fucking old, okay? I'm, I'm an old person. Anyway. My mother. I keep touching the fucking camera. I'm pissed. I'm getting pissed off, guys. My mother liked to use men as ATMs and she basically used me as her ATM card. <laughs> a little play on words there, a little ATM card. That was me. That was the reason I was born. And I'll explain. My parents dated for two weeks when they were 15 And I was conceived within those two weeks. Wonderful. But she only did that because she thought that my dad was loaded. Like, he he came from a rich family. He did not. And in that time, she was cheating on him with, like, multiple other guys. So, and she also had two abortions before she had me. Which I think is really crazy. Like, oh, I made two mistakes. I finally got it right this time. Psych. Psych. Psych, bitch. But he didn't have any money. So she tried to use me as a tool to, like, stick with my dad forever. Like, oh, yeah, I'm trapping him for the rest of his fucking life. It didn't work out that way, but whatever. And I... I, like I've said in previous episodes, I don't remember a whole lot, but one vivid memory that I do have is my mother, which I distinguish between mother and mom. Mother is someone who gives birth to you, and mom is someone who takes care of you. So I have a mom, I have a stepmom, but I just call her mom because she's been with me since I was seven. And my mother would have sex in front of me. Yep. That's exactly what I said. She would have sex in front of me and I knew about sex from a very young age. So, the thing is, I was probably four or five and I was sitting on the couch watching cartoons as a child would do. And she liked to use blankets or, like, very thin sheets as a door. So they would hang blankets or sheets in the doorway as a door. So I could hear everything that was going on while I was watching cartoons. 
And this one point, like, I heard her moaning, you know, they were going at it. It's like a fucking thin blanket between me and them. And at one point, I, I'm pretty, I walked in or I shouted. Somehow, I got their attention and I was like, I'm hungry. So she told this guy to get up. First of all, this guy wasn't even my dad. It was just some guy she was fucking. She told him to go get, like, go make me a sandwich. Like, go get me food. So he comes out, he gets up, he comes out or whatever the fuck, in a towel or a blanket wrapped around his waist, and he makes me a fucking sandwich or a bowl of cereal. I don't know. Somehow, I got the food. And then... I don't know if my sister was born at this time, but because I was too young, I couldn't be left alone. So she decided to bring me into the shower with her and her boyfriend so I could see everything. And one of the other vivid memories I have is taking a shower with them and I was playing with the drain, like the water that was collecting at the bottom of the drain. I was playing in the drain and every time I would look up at her or him she would put her hand over his dick and his balls to hide it from my view and then they would just look at each other and they would giggle like no bitch you should not be bringing your four or five year old child in the shower with you and your boyfriend that's not even biologically blood related to this child that's just weird is it not is it not can somebody please because that's weird to me no relation to this man she's just fucking him and i'm in the shower with them together what no absolutely not So the result of knowing sex from a young age and having, like, being the product of teen pregnancy, my parents, my mom and dad, stepmom and dad, were very strict on me. Being that because my dad didn't want me to make the same mistakes as him. And they constantly, in a way, they would constantly compare me to her because I was with her for six, seven years of my life before I went to live with, like, my grandparents and then my parents. So she taught me a lot of bad things. She would use me to, like, steal stuff. I think it was, like, a scene in Ginny and Georgia. That scene was kind of like, like, she would teach me how to steal shit and, like, manipulate people. And I had to be untaught those bad habits that she created. So my parents were very strict. And they would compare me to them or to her. And it wasn't very fair because I'm my own person. You know, like I am my own person. I barely have a whole lot of memories of her So why would I act like her when my examples are set by my dad and my mom, a.k.a. stepmom? You know what I mean? Because I'm learning from them. And 
he would constantly, like, anytime I made a mistake, he would take it very personally. He would take it as a reflection of himself. If there are any parents listening, your children, child's mistakes are not a reflection of you. They're just learning. They're figuring shit out. Like everyone else does, they're learning. And I think that's just a very important thing to note because I hope when I have kids, like, I'm going to try my very best to not compare, you know, my my situation or my lifestyle growing up to theirs. That's not fair. And throughout my life, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. For whoever's watching this video, I have to take notes or else I'm all over the place. Hashtag ADHD. <laughs> but they would constantly threaten to kick me out if I were to get pregnant as a teenager. Like, that was, that was like, the number one thing that they pounded in my head. Oh, if you get pregnant at, you know, blah, blah, blah age, before you're out of this house, you're kicked out, you're going on the streets, you're this, you're that, you're a disgrace, you're a disappointment. Like, if you get pregnant right now, you're out on the street. First of all, nobody plans to get pregnant. I mean, you can. But those are usually for adults, like full-blown, financially stable, ready-to-have-a-baby type of adults, not teenagers. That is an un... I was about to say unpredictable, but it's an unplanned event. You can't plan that shit, it just happens. So when I have children, and heaven forbid that they get pregnant at an early age because nobody wants that for their child to get pregnant at an early age and kind of like struggle through like gulp right there jesus christ nobody wants to see their child struggle with having a child from an early age it's not really fair in a way because like when you have a child at a young age you're still a kid too you're like trying to get your shit together. You're trying to figure it out. Some people are ready for that stuff early on and that's just, it all just depends on the person. But most of the time, it's, it's a kid raising a kid pretty much. And I think that threatening a child like that, like, I didn't even lose my virginity until I was 18 because I was so scared of that type of shit. Like, it doesn't matter if you're like on all these birth controls, which mind you, you're only supposed to be on one type of birth control, you know, at a time, because it's very harmful to your body. But given this dramatic thing, because I'm a dramatic person, I'm very dramatic. It's just who I am to my core. I'm dramatic. I like to emphasize things. Okay. You took all these birth controls, wore a condom and all this and took all the precautions and whatever the fuck. You could still get pregnant. You could still get pregnant if that's what life intended for you. It's not like some thing that happens. And I think that holding that over your kid's head is not okay. And it's not fair. Which, life isn't fair, but blah, blah, blah. Give me a fucking break. Ugh, oy vey. 
but I also hate the thing of, you know, when I was your age, I had all this stuff figured out. When I was your age, I had all this money. When I was your age, like, I was doing this. When I was your age, I was doing this. No. Stop doing that. That is demeaning, and my life is not like yours. It never will be. I don't want it to be. Like, a prime example is... The story that my dad tells me when he met my mom, mind you, my parents met on Match.com. So cute. But he said that when they met, she w- he was, like, very happy that she was such an independent woman because she had, like, $10,000 in her account. Like, she was set. She was, you know, it showed her how financially stable she was, how good with her money she was, you know how she can hold down a job, whatever else. So that was kind of rubbed in my face for, or what felt like being rubbed in my face for a long time. So it's not fair because my mom has had her job since she was like 16 years old. So obviously it's going to be different and I'm not going to have that much money. Like she had that much money by the time she was like 25. So in my head... Growing up, I was like, oh, by 25, I should have $10,000 in my account. That just fucks with your mind. And it's just a prime example of how, you know, when I was your age can be demeaning. It can fuck with someone's head. It's not fun. And I also hate the phrase, why can't you be more like so-and-so? Like, whenever I would get in trouble because I was a troubled child... And I came to them as an angry child. And come to find out, anger in a child is depression inside out. So, pro tip, if you have a kid or if you're angry, chances are you're just, you know, depressed. And that's what it is inside out, just anger. Or depression inside out, whatever. You get what I'm saying. But... Anytime I was bad and I would misbehave, they would compare me and they would say, why can't you be more like your cousin who got perfect fucking grades, who was like the smartest person in the world and was like, had her parents together in a stable home her entire life. Great for her. She's doing fantastic you know, she's married, she has a kid, like, she's very successful. But I'm not her. I was never going to be like her, and I'm never going to be like her. I don't want to be like her, because I am my own person, and I'm proud of who I have become, because I fought like fucking hell to become her. And I don't want people to fucking be demeaning about, oh, why can't you be more like so-and-so? Fuck off. Fuck off. I'm me. And I enjoy who I am. That's just called confidence, bitch. Own it. Own it. I want people to be... I want people to say, I love who I am. You can take me as I am. And if not, fuck off. Okay? We're gonna... We're gonna talk about confidence in the next episode. Really excited about that. But it just came out there a little bit. So, gotta gotta rein it in. You know what I mean? I just want to 
iterate that it's okay to choose a different path from your parents. It's okay to be different than them. You don't have to always follow their fucking status quo. Why? Because they made it? Because they fucking came up with the status quo? Because they... They know what's... Uh, I... I really don't think that my dad wanted me to hold this to heart, but I have because it stuck with me. Nobody is going to know what's best for you better than you. I'm going to say that again. No one is going to know what's best for you better than yourself. Only you are going to know what's best for you. Even if like you're in a toxic relationship or or abusive relationship, That is for that person to decide what they want to do with it. Like, if they think that's best for them, no one's going to tell them otherwise. Or else you're just going to look like an asshole. But there's, like, a fine line between, like, nobody's going to know what's best for you than you. So, I don't want people coming back here and saying, like, oh, what if somebody's in a toxic or abusive relationship? First of all, nobody... In a toxic or abusive relationship is going to listen to another person about their relationship because then you're just going to look like a bad friend or bad family member and they're going to be like, they're just going to close you off and they're never going to talk to you ever again until they're out of said abusive relationship. So, but like I said, nobody's going to know what's best for you than you and you really need to own that shit and it'll help you a lot with confidence. I'm telling you. And I love the idea that more parents are becoming lenient with their children. Not in the way that, like, makes them spoiled brats, but more in the way that they treat their kids like individuals. They treat their child like an actual person instead of a mini-me. I'll give you an example. A lot of Gen Z, which I'm Gen Z, they... They're trying not to say no to their kids because, like, no is a very aggressive word and they only want to use no as, like, um, like, more of an emergency is from what I've gathered. So, in order to, like, get their children's attention, they go, like, hey, 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 and they'll ask them a question. Do you want to, like, I saw this TikTok of this woman, she had her daughter and her daughter wanted to, like, push her stuffed animal so she grabbed I think the high chair but it was made out of wood so like her pushing it would have scratched up the floor so the mom was like hey 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 like do you want to push do you want something to push her stuffed animal that she had in the high chair and she was like two or three and she like nodded her head and her mom was like hold hold on right here I'm gonna get you your stroller you can push with your stroller and we're gonna put the high chair back And, like, kind of the, like, action and consequence thing, which I thought was really nice. And, like, her daughter didn't cry. She, like, wasn't upset or anything. Like, it wasn't screaming and shouting. Come to find out, I have a trauma of being yelled at. So, maybe anybody can relate to this. I have been yelled at so many times in my life that I have a trauma response. And my trauma response is shutting down. So I become completely cold. I shouldn't say cold. My therapist told me it was not cold. It's just the mechanism. So I go numb. I don't feel anything. 
I don't engage with the person yelling at me pretty much. I completely shut down. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I don't feel anger. I don't feel like literally any type of emotion. I'm just there. I'm just existing. I'm dissociating from myself. And that is a trauma response. So many times when I get into an argument or somebody's yelling at me, they think that I'm being a cold-hearted bitch when I'm really not. I'm just... I just don't like being yelled at. I can't fucking stand it. I really... I don't see the point in yelling. If you're trying to get my attention, you should just talk to me. And that's that's about it. Like, I don't like being yelled at at all. And I can assume that many people probably feel the same way too. And you just don't realize that is a trauma response to being yelled at your whole entire life. As for, like, parents with, like, the mini-me's, like, they just have a kid in order to like, have something to show off, you know, like a small dog in an outfit, pretty much, like, oh, this is my, this is my little baby, like, they're gonna match me, which I do think parents matching their kids is cute for, like, family photos and stuff, but not constantly, like, oh, you wanna match me, oh, that's so cute, that's so cute, you wanna match me, your child is an own, their own individual, they are a blank canvas, And you are just trying to help them be the artist that they are intended to be, okay? I think that's what parenting is. You're just trying to give them structure. And they can do whatever the fuck they want with this blank canvas. It's whatever they want. And it's okay to have different opinions than your parents. 100%. And I will always believe that. I don't want my kids ever growing up thinking that they have to have the same exact opinions as me. And I will give you another example. This girl that I used to work with, she was very young. And she was one of those kids that you could tell she only said things because her pa- like it was her parent, it was her speaking but her parents' ideas. Do you get what I mean? Like, they were all against abortion. They were all against gay marriage. Anything that she said, it was, my mom said. My dad says. My dad says. My mom says. They say, blah, blah, blah. So she didn't even have an an opinion for herself. And this girl was like 17 years old. Not a fucking opinion for herself is just astonishing. It blows my mind. But you know what? Her life, she can do whatever the fuck she wants, but she is going to have a hard slap in the face when she goes to college because holy fuck, the way that she spoke about people was like not okay. Not okay. She tried to fucking, she tried to fucking follow me on Instagram. I immediately blocked her. I was like, nope, miss me with that fucking shit. Matrix that fucking bitch, bitch. Um, but as I was saying, you weren't put on this earth to please your parents. Okay. You weren't put on this earth to please anyone but yourself because it's your life. You can do whatever the fuck you want, as long as it's not, like, murdering or raping people. That's just 
hard now. But do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to go out and shave your fucking head, you can do that. If you want to fucking change your wardrobe and do... It reminds me of that Hannah Montana song. You can change your hair, you can change your clothes, you can change your mind. It's just the way it goes. You can take a bed, you can take a no. Hannah Montana was my favorite person growing up. So, along... Oh my god. Along... Oh my god. I gotta fucking tell you this. I... I posted something that Shania Twain fucking posted. Like, she made little lines. Um, it was like an edit of all her albums from the previous years and I shared it to my fucking Instagram story. She fucking saw it. Blue check mark. I had to like double check and make sure that it was actually Shania Twain who looked at my fucking Instagram story. Shitting my pants for the rest of my life. Yes, I will be doing that. Holy fuck. I was like crazy. And it's only because she took the time out of her busy schedule to look at my Instagram story. My fucking Instagram story. It was probably because of my name. Like, she she probably saw, like, me, like, the notification of me sharing her shit to my story. And she was like, what the fuck kind of name is this? I gotta check out and see who the fuck this is. Fucking clicks on it. It's me. (laughs) It's me. It's my name. Migdalia. That's me. Bitch, Shania Twain made my fucking story. Ah. Anyway, I just had to share that. But like I was saying, you were not put on this earth to make anyone else happy. And I was also saying that Shania Twain is one of my favorite people, along with Taylor Swift um, and Selena Gomez. Like, I grew up watching Selena Gomez on Wizards of Waverly Place, Hannah Montana. Oh, what the fuck else? Uh, That's So Raven, uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Sweet Life on Deck, like, but anyway, I'm getting off topic, but that's okay, because ADHD bitch keeps things entertaining. Boop. But let me reiterate, you were not meant, you weren't put on this earth meant to please anyone else but yourself, and I need you to say that as many times until you get it through your head. So that way you do not become a people pleaser because that is like one of the worst things that you can become. Yeah, it's great. You like to please people, but you're going to overexhaust yourself and that's not okay. Like giving so many people your time is exhausting. It's exhausting. It fucks with your mental health. It fucks with you physically. It fucks with you emotionally. One of my best friends is such a people pleaser, she's always exhausted. And I tell her all the time, you need to just tell people no. And she's like, I know, I know, I know, I need to tell them no, but I can't help it, I always want to help people. It's like, you need to distinguish a fine line of helping people to the point until it exhausts you. You need to know the fine line, like, it's going to exhaust you, and this is the woman in the previous uh, episode who had the heart attack from, you know, being given fentanyl. She needs to take it easy, that woman. Like, fuck. But we try so hard to please our parents or please the idols of our lives. And that's what causes us to be people pleasers. And at some point... You just keep getting your heart broken over and over again because if you have 
parents who, you know, make you feel like you're not enough for what you do, it'll seriously fuck with you. And we don't want that. That's not good. So in order to prevent that, the way of thinking is, I was not put on this earth to make anyone happy but myself. Am I happy? Am I happy with who I am? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Am I happy with the choices that I have made? You can't, obviously your mistakes are different. If you made a mistake and you know it's a mistake and you haven't done it again, or you know you fucked up and you learn from that, it's different. Are you happy with who you are? If you're not, you need to change it. You need to help yourself first before you can help anyone else first. And that includes realizing that you are not meant to make other people happy for the rest of your life. It's not, it's, it's not realistic. That's the word I was going for. Making other people constantly happy is not realistic. And it breaks my heart to see people try to strive for so much shit when everyone just keeps like making them feel like what they're doing isn't enough. That's what that teacher did to me that I was telling you about. That's exactly what she did to me. And I fucking hate that shit. I've had to learn, I've had to unlearn so many things from my parents or from other people in my life like adults that have taught me things. Like, for example, my parents are not very emotional people. Never have been. I am an extremely emotional person, which is okay. I am extremely emotional and I am completely happy with that. But growing up in an environment where I didn't have emotional parents, it really fucked me up and it made me think that having emotions is weakness and I had to unlearn it. I had to unlearn that Having emotions does not make you weak whatsoever. In order to control your emotions and being able to understand and learn more about your emotions and yourself is one of the strongest things that you can do. And I will forever believe that. And I had to I had to unlearn that having emotions isn't a weakness. So, I just want to reiterate that. And I used to be all about tough love. Like, somebody would come to me and I'd be like, okay, like, you know, toughen up. Like, just walk it off. Rub some dirt in it. Some people, most people, don't like that shit. Some people just need empathy. They need somebody who's going to empathize and sympathize with their feelings. Like, that's just what people want and they will heal they will get over it in their own time and their own way and that's okay it is completely okay so to reiterate and i will say this as many times as anyone needs to hear you are not your parents you are not put on this earth to make anyone else happy but yourself and you're gonna do it like it's going to happen you just have to remind yourself and think about it from that standpoint and you're gonna you're gonna do it it's gonna be great and you're gonna think like oh man I wish I would have done it sooner so 
Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so fucking much. Anyone who listens. I'm fucking, I had a couple listeners from Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, from New York, from Pennsylvania, from fucking Australia. Hopefully it wasn't those people that um, were in the fucking fish in the pussy video. Um, Australia people who put the fucking trout in um, your pussy. Sorry, but that video uh, traumatized me and I will forever talk about it. So if you were listening to that, I'm very sorry, but it um, is very entertaining, not gonna lie, but I see you, I love you, I'm so thankful that you're listening, and if you could do me a small favor and share this with anybody who will listen, anyone, 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 because the more viewers, the more listeners we have, the more people that, you know, can relate and we can help and we can relate to, obviously, like, Probably already said that, but fuck it. I'll repeat myself if I want to. But if you could also, or if you want to, let me know how I'm doing. My Instagram is Migdalia Bonilla. M-I-G-D-A-L-I-A Bonilla. B-O-N-I-L-L-A-A. And I did, you know, make a happy abandonment um, Instagram. It's just happy abandonment, one word. So if you want to give that a follow, I'll put updates and stuff on there as well. And you can let me know how I'm doing. If you want to, you know, hear about a different topic. If you want to share a story that I can share on here with other people, I would fucking love to. Love it. I would love the feedback. Love to know how I'm doing. So I will see you Bandies next Sunday. Take care of yourselves. And I fucking love you.